Hey everyone, how's it going? My name is Mitch. Welcome back to the Flutter Pod. I'm joined with my good friend David. David, how are we going? Hey, hello. Long time no see. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. I think、yeah. we have a few, I guess, updates that we want to some changes to to our Flutter Pod. Yeah, we haven't. We've been. I think. I guess we've been a bit busy for the last few weeks. But yeah, we're gonna get this start rolling again.、Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll start off with some like life updates on my side and also your side. I feel like there's been some nice changes. Yeah. And in terms of like Flutter, in terms of the Flutter Pod, I was talking to David about this, and we'll try to have more of like a weekly, like a news. How would you describe it? Like a news update. Sort、yeah, of situation just to see what changes happen in the in the week and months. So、mm-hmm. excited, excited for that. Just to start off, I recently on my own YouTube channel reached fifty thousand, like fifty k subs, which is a big、that's、deal、cool. for me. And that's basically what I've been working on. I've been trying to, I've been trying to post a lot more on Twitter as well. You know, I've been trying to grow my Twitter for some reason, because as you know, you are, you have a great product that you made. And it's like there's always that two things, right? It's like you have a great product to make, but then you also have to like sell it to a、mm-hmm. bunch of people. And I feel like that's what I've been doing this whole time is just garnering an audience, even though I didn't have like an amazing product. On, on, the, on the flip side, you haven't. <laughs> yeah, true. I guess it's like tutorials. But you, on the other hand, you have an amazing product, Instaboard. David, how's that going? Hopefully, yeah. Trying. Yeah, I I've been working on Instaboard for a very long time. I've launched Payment. Finally, I actually did that a while ago. I think a month ago, and、I、actually got a paying customer. Congrats!、And、that was like a that's a that big was, deal. That was almost unreal for me, and I'm I'm still just trying to you know really doing the business side of things, trying to first of all figure out who's my target or you know target audience, trying to reach、mm-hmm. my you know or just reach more people. Trying to grow the product, trying to figure out, or try, trying to connect with the customers, pretty much. I'm I'm just learning all these like things, all these like business stuff. Trying to, I guess I've only been focusing on the development side of things. Now I'm trying to focus on the the business side of things. So the second part of the story, actually, you know, selling this.、Uh, so Instaboard, there there's a lot of work going into it. It's like way more than what I can describe in like two hours. <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep it short. <laughs> So what happens mostly is that you know I've launched payment, I launched the premium features and the ton of you know optimizations, and now I'm working on some new AI features that so give it to give it like a sneak peek. For example,、uh, you can have like the normal you know AI powered generative AI powered stuff. So for example, you can brainstorm stuff on a whiteboard with AI. You can have AI generate stuff for you. You can you know generate more ideas for you. AI will. Put in sticky notes for you, you know. For, for example, if, if if you had an idea, and you had AI generate some I some more ideas for you, if you want to sort of visualize an idea, you can have AI to generate an image to illustrate something for you. Also, working on AI meetings, you can have video calls in the future, and when you're doing video calls, Instaboard would、uh, take meeting notes for you. It would. Just listen to what you said, said, and take meeting notes for you. Write down action items and write, you know, a summary for your meeting in real time as the meeting go on. So this way, hopefully, yeah, just trying to pack in more features. <laughs> you know, it's really difficult to really prioritize things, but just working really hard right now on those. So yeah, that's that's the updates on Instaboard.、Uh, since we haven't, you know, talked for a long time in the in on the 
on this podcast. I figured like we could just talk about some, you know, life updates and talk about maybe Mitch's YouTube channel and his other content. And I'm really curious where you're going to, uh, where do you plan to go? Like what's your direction on that? You know, because what I've been seeing, I, I you, you've been pumping out a lot of content and do you, do you, do you want to have, you know, a roadmap or do you want to have a long series like a lot of people do? You know, a lot of people do really long series and mm. or, or do you just want to do like, you know, single like sort of standalone, I guess, like, you know, videos like that, what you've been doing. Yeah, I'm just right. really curious to know because you've reached 50,000 subscribers. That's a big number for a further YouTuber, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> You're like one of the top probably. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple other ones. I think Flutter Map, that one, that guy has over 100K. Whoa. I'm trying to think of who else is above me. There's another guy called, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's Johannes Milk. Does he do Flutter? Yeah, he's got he's got like, yeah, it's just specifically Flutter. I've learned from his channel quite a bit. He's also got a lot of subscribers. Mm. But, you know, it's this funny, you know, a lot of Flutter, like developers that make content, I've also gone through this sort of debate with myself, which is making a course. I don't really, it's like a question of like, should you make a course and sell it? Or should you just use that same content and just put it up on YouTube and just get more numbers behind it? So I've been just putting a lot of my stuff just free on YouTube just to put my numbers up. And I've seen a lot of other Flutter developers go down the course route where they not putting it up for free on YouTube and growing mm. the numbers that way rather they want to make some money now which I know I don't blame them but like it's like a kind of decision to make between the two for me personally I, I think I just want to get to at least 100k before I start really monetizing it you know what I mean just just with all of this stuff it's like the amount of effort and time you put in like let's say if I put in like 10 hours of my time to produce whatever it is then it's, it's, it's a question of always like yeah, like you said, should I should I monetize it? Should I not? Just just going back to the money thing, like how did it feel? Just going back to what you with your Insta board, like how did it feel making your first money online? Because I remember for me, like making money online, uh, like a few years, you know, maybe like five years ago, it's something I wanted to do, but it's like I know this is something that's possible, but it's like when you first get that first dollar, it, it's a, it's a very meaningful day. I know for me it was. I I remember when I earned my first couple dollars on you know, on the internet, just selling code or whatever, or like through mm -hmm. ad money. It was like a, wow, this is actually, actually possible. And so I'm sure for you, like, how did it feel? Did it feel like very validating? You finally put this Insta board out and then someone actually put their money down. Like must've been a big deal, right? Yeah, definitely. It, it felt, definitely felt awesome. The thing is the internship I had uh, a while ago, that was mm. also fully online. So that also almost felt like it was like, it was kind of like this so it's like making money completely virtually right, so i guess right, that yeah. kind of blurs the line a little bit but yeah. the paying customer i got from instaboard was a super big deal for me because that was the first time in my life that someone pays me for something so they they, they <laughs> it's the first time they cease they pays for the value of something that i created rather than paying for the value of my or of my time so time. i guess that's yeah, like yeah. really valuable for me because that that means like i have made something that's valuable enough for them to pay money even though it's like a little amount but no 
But yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 a big deal. And I feel like that is, you know, in in all honesty, I think that is the way to sort of financial freedom, which is like getting your getting away from time input, like your money being directly tied to your time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if I output eight hours, I'll get eight hours worth of money. It's like I always love this idea of like making money while you sleep. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> if you obviously if you like go down the non-time route like the you know not the normal wage salary route you have to put in more effort to create your product or you know your creation but it's like once you make it it's especially with digital products that's my favorite thing with digital products i mean as you know like whether that whether like one person pays for it or a thousand people pay for it like that marginal cost is very close to zero because it's just a digital product Mm -hmm. so once you like set it up and then every the whole system's working. It's like then we can kind of scale it really easily, mm. uh, which is you know that's just my favorite thing. Because I mean I was telling you before when I before I did any of this internet stuff, I did a lot of sorry my screen's gone crazy. <laughs> I used to do a lot of tutoring like teaching math right, mm. and I would be teaching one person at a time or like you know say five people at a time. And if I don't work, then I don't get money. But mm. with with these sort of digital stuff, it's like. I've already got all of this lessons on there and like 50,000 people will watch it. It's like, it it didn't cost me any more time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like then. Yeah, that feels um, great. Definitely. It's amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, that's a really cool thing to hear from you. I mean, I'm so, I'm so happy for you. Like I've seen the growth of Instagram from like basically inception to the point where now someone's paying for it. I mean, that's, 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 I don't know. That's like a huge deal. Like really congratulations. I can't, I can't, emphasize that enough <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah thank you it was uh, it's funny how you, you said instagram and a lot of people actually say that it was like instagram oh, oh did i say instagram like, oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> no worries sorry. no worries I, I thought it was funny because other people do that as well i even do that right <laughs> i don't know but but you know it, it's but you, you can't do the numbers game like when i when i made you know some money i like like i can't really you know divide this you know, by my time, you know, yeah, like how much no, time I, I got. Yeah. I put in an enormous amount of time. Like I put in so much effort. Like I would have, like it would, I would have made so much money if I just worked at a McDonald's. I, I would have been so rich. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, but mm-hmm. if you do work at McDonald's or even just a corporate job that pays you by time, your caps on your upper limit, like, uh, like even if you work it doesn't, doesn't matter how hard you work like you'll still get paid the same maybe you'll get a raise or something but like for any given hour it's like because it's your own project it's like worth you putting that extra hour you know you'd be late at night 2 a.m working on it but it's like it's all building towards something mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing you know when i was if i work at a company or something like that it's like i always had this weird feeling of like i don't want to put in that extra mile you know like that extra 10 percent like I'll just give maybe you know what's required of me, you know, because mm-hmm. I'll just get paid for my time. Yeah. But yeah, what we, we, we you were saying before about the roadmap of my YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. Currently, I'm a lot of my tutorials and a lot of my content has been focused m- much of it on like UI when I was like coming up with like these tutorials, like learning how to do like basic widgets and stuff like that, and then. So now I'm just sort of making a, I'm in the middle of making a handbook, like a little ebook thing, just everything I know about how to make the design look nice into like mm. a little handbook that I'm going to just, you know, distribute. And then once I do that, 
I'm going to shift my focus on a lot of sort of backend projects, like backend apps, as opposed That's to, interesting. I've been focusing so much on front end and I put a poll up recently on my YouTube channel, just talking about this, like I'm going to start, you know, I've done so many UI tutorials now, I'm going to shift focus on more backend stuff. And like 97, I got like, like 2000 people voted and like 97% of them was like, yeah, let's fight, let's go to this backend projects because mm -hmm. a lot of the people that follow my channel i feel like they most of them kind of are beginners because it's like a they don't know anything they originally didn't know much about coding or flutter and they you know watch my videos to like it's very beginner friendly so like mm -hmm. i have a lot of beginners in my in my you know community so now everyone's pretty good at making that basic template of like a ui app so now we can kind of move forward now the one thing i've been having to decide on is I remember like when it comes to backend the authentication I already made like flutter authentication tutorials through firebase mm -hmm. and speaking with you and stuff the firebase auth I really like it's very simple and works really well but then when it comes to actual you know storing not authentication but storing you know backend stuff mm -hmm. a lot of people have been like pointing me to different bases like that they want me to use mm -hmm. and so i'm thinking if i should but then there, there is also a lot of people that do want do want firebase so i'm just thinking i'm gonna slowly like increase the complexity like mm. the functionality of each thing and then until i run into a roadblock say if i'm using firebase and then a lot of people are using firebase with me but then they'll get to a point as you said the whole like no sequel versus sequel situation there'll be a there'll come a point where like maybe firebase isn't the best solution as a backend and then maybe i kind of want to hit that roadblock you know and then kind of like understand with my viewers like why you, when you should use firebase versus when you should not and then i'll sort of transition out to other databases mm -hmm. a lot of people be like you know using mongodb and like i don't know we'll see how we go with that but i'm just mm -hmm. going to continually increase the complexity slightly slightly and then keep going yeah that's actually what i wanted to do when i first started the youtube channel this is like a very much a infinite sort of game for me. Like, you know, like from where I am to like making say Twitter, it's like, there's such a long <laughs> way to go, but I just want to keep making it until like, you know, keep increasing that complexity and That's yeah. so it should be, should be fun. I was going to suggest Twitter because I was having a conversation with another person about ACES and we're like, like, you know, the, the, limitation of firestore you know firebase firestore mm. is yeah. pretty much at twitter so if you wanted hmm. to make twitter yeah with firestore that that is actually very hard and right or yeah. you know making it just you know just making something that looks like or functions as twitter's with firestore is easy but making it just semi-production ready having it to be a little bit optimized is very hard because you end up like things are just going or you have to duplicate so much stuff <laughs> and uh, but yeah i feel like you'll definitely run to that run into the bottleneck really quickly and then you'll yeah. be exploring some other stuff it's like an endless world of just different things to learn yeah so i'm thinking like the very first project that i would do with you know with firebase and this backend stuff is i'm i'm gonna, i'm calling it the wall kind of like a facebook wall where you would authenticate users in 
but without following each other. Because you know how Twitter and this social media, it's like you have to follow people and then okay. you get their content. But mm-hmm. much more simpler, like no following because that would have require a lot more mm-hmm. development. So before I get there, like I'm just going to take incremental steps and be like, just just a wall. Anyone can post on this wall. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you you authenticate yourself and you just post on the wall. And then, mm. then yeah, there's also like, I also want to make like chat apps, you know, messaging apps. Like there's so many things like that that I want to make. So you're right. I am going to, run into the bottleneck but i i personally feel like what's i don't you know in a very humble way i want to say this like i personally feel like what makes me different from other flutter devs is i'm coming as a beginner myself as well so it's like i want to run into these problems Um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like with with like state management as well like Mm -hmm. i I remember you were talking to me about this as well and and my other friend tadas the other Mm -hmm. flutter youtube guy he also made a you know, big state management guide, I guess. And you know how you can basically make your state management yourself, right? Mm. Like with inherited widget and stuff like that, which again, I'm not super familiar with how to do it because I'm not, you know, I'm not that smart or that good at it. But it's like, <laughs> I've been, you know, using like at the very beginning, obviously when, when you set state and then you run into problems of like why you, you can't use that state all the time. And then, like, okay, like, let me start using provider and then, then starting to get to a point where like people are like, okay, maybe I should use block and what's the other one? Block and what's the other one that they always say? Riverpod. River and then so I'm like thinking like, you know, which one of the two I should use? Because it's always a question of like, there's a lot of other people that already use certain technologies. So it's like, if I say, if I'm going to choose Riverpod, then that means like I'm missing like this portion of people. So I'm sort of debating in my head how to how to go about this. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yes, that's... yeah, we'll see. Mm. It's like a little bit of reference. So for Instaboard, I could check yeah. real quick. But I think for Instaboard, I'm at about 40,000 lines of code. And I don't mm. use state, manage- state management libraries. Uh, mm. I just rely on yeah. streams. That's all I do. And I think, the, mm. so the reason why I don't use state management libraries is because they're actually, they create a lot of garbage. So what we call garbage, you know, like they right. create, and dispose a lot of objects and they're they have yeah. they they trouble garbage collectors a lot but point being you know like i'm still fine you know I'm still doing fine so in a medium scale i guess project you don't even need to have like a super complex state management so i feel like you know most mm-hmm. people don't, don't really use probably like 10 percent of the the library that they're using so might as well just not have it and build something that's super easy for yourself and you end up learning more yeah yeah you know it's funny like as you were sort of alluding to at the beginning you made a uh, really great product and you've been sort of shifting your focus on i guess the business part of it more Mm. like marketing try to get people to know about it whereas like i feel like i'm coming from the other side where like i'm not (laughs) as technically gifted as you and like i'm still (laughs) on my way of like like learning the actual development side of things but mm. on the on the flip side it's like I, I have been putting and pouring my heart into like i wouldn't call it the business side but just garnering followers like i mm. feel like that's such a powerful thing that i that i've kind of built up which is just mm-hmm. having an audience mm-hmm. you know so it's like even with like when i make an ebook anyone can make an ebook but it's like i have an audience to sell the ebook to mm-hmm. and like that's something that's that's really important that's why like for me I want to really get to 100k and put a lot, lot of free content online mm-hmm. just to garner a lot of audiences. And I know you've been 
doing Twitter with Instaboard? Have you been doing any other, like, I guess, social media? Like, how have you been thinking about marketing your product? Yeah, for Twitter, that's uh, for Twitter. I kind of ran out of things to post. I I've yeah, initially thing, posted yeah. some, yeah, posted some posts about Instaboard, and then I'll post some updates. But you know, I don't update as often as you know people tweet. So a lot of times, you know, updates are just bug fixes. Even though I I'm really satisfied with the bug fixes and every bug fix I'm like really happy about. You know, it's kind of sense of progress I build up this product. But in terms of Twitter. Like I, I quickly ran out of things to tweet, and I don't want to just tweet about Instaboard every tweet. That sounds like just felt kind of repetitive, so I kind of just stopped. <laughs> and for other social media, I was, yeah, we had we actually had some followers on LinkedIn, <laughs> so mm-hmm. Instaboard LinkedIn, and we haven't really posted a lot, but it's it's really different. It's really interesting how different platforms all have their different types of audience. And mm. you have to, I guess, like, kind of post in different ways on different platforms. But I just haven't really found any success on on these platforms. I, you know, I feel like it's you. You definitely understand this is that you have to put in effort, and I, I just never had enough, I guess, effort to be able to put in like an like a platform. Also, I just don't know how they work really. So, yeah, I really want to grow one platform, just like. Trying to try really hard growing one platform, I guess like I could try Twitter again, but I just, I, yeah, I I'm just really lost on how to get started, you know, like or just to keep doing something every day. I just don't know what the thing it is to keep, you know,、mm. to be keep doing to to be kept. Doing. Yeah, yeah, that is a challenge. Yeah, I I go through that as well. Just sort of like you want to like post. I've been posting a lot more, you know, stuff on my Twitter lately, and it has been getting. I don't know some some traction, but yeah, you're right. Every day it's like, oh, what should I, what should I post? You know, one thing I was thinking when you were saying that, one of the things that I did that really helped me to think about what I'm gonna post and stuff is to actually talk to the people that follow me. Like for example, you right? Like there's you had one customer that paid for Instaboard. Have you spoken to that guy or that girl? I have not. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. Like there was this, there was this story like. I'll just tell it's like a quick story about Airbnb because I just really like、mm. the story. You know Airbnb, right? Like Brian Chesky when he was in doing Y Combinator, the startup accelerator thing, and that's in San Francisco. Well, it's in California, and a lot of Airbnb's early users were actually in New York, apparently. Oh, and then his like Paul Graham, the the head of YC, was talking to Brian Chesky about this. Where like, why aren't you in New York? It's like you should go to New York and talk to your users, and it's like, oh shit, like yeah, I should. And then so he flew to New York to to actually go talk to the people that were using his product.、Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the stories that he was talking about was like he went to one of the homes that was that was the that was listed on Airbnb, and he was like, wow, this place looks actually really nice, but compared to the photos that was listed on Airbnb, it didn't look that great. Especially back then, there was no like iPhones, like didn't have、mm-hmm. like great cameras and stuff, so it was like a big deal to have like a photo. And so, like, then he realized, like, oh, I should bring in like a photographer because because this home is actually really good, and like, I'm gonna take photos. And then, like, then it started becoming a thing. And there's a lot of things you realize when you、mm. actually con like actually you know tangibly like interact physically with these people. And so, I've been doing that a lot, even for my own stuff, where like I have some people that have bought my code for you know, and I would think like, oh, 
that's that's cool like some people bought my code but then for the longest time i never emailed these people mm-hmm. you know but then i'll be like oh if someone buys my code or you know pays something that i've made then i'll literally like email them with a very personalized message and be like why did you like basically like why did you buy the code and like mm-hmm. what problems are you facing and like when you, once you once you start to talk to those people it starts to generate so many ideas mm. about what's possible so for example for something like instaboard i think one of the things that from seeing what you were saying about what you would post is like you would post about bug fixes and stuff mm-hmm. which is something to post about but i think a lot i think maybe like if you talk to your users they might not care so much about bug fixes you know maybe they just maybe it's like good to maybe just post about what instaboard does you know that's the other thing sometimes like when i post a video i assume the whole world knows i posted a video but then i'll just <laughs> repost it and like a lot of people haven't seen it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like you like because you make instaboard and i know instaboard we might think oh we know what instaboard's about but there's a lot of people that like might not even know what it is you know what mm-hmm. i mean and you, so like yeah you should yeah. go you should go email that guy you're absolutely right yeah i, I feel like yeah, I'm so in the you know developer's mindset that I'm like really scared of just doing outreach outreaches and <laughs> I need to like really get to the mentality of like I am a salesperson now. I need to like do biz or customer development. You know, <laughs> I I need to really get down to that mentality. One of the things like cuz you yeah, you're right. Like thinking about the sort of business side of it, but I think even within the business side of it, the advantage of a small team of people like like you mm-hmm. is that you can provide like a very personalized customer service like you get like a personalized email that a big company can't do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like a huge company it's so huge that like they don't even have like a direct like you know what i mean like a communication towards them like you'd have to talk to their like support team and like you can never get to the ceo right but you're mm-hmm. the ceo of your company and it's like it's kind of like Steve Jobs when he first made an iPhone and it's like him emailing you. It's like, whoa, whoa, this guy's like emailing me. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah you should definitely talk to him. You know, that's good. I'm not, I'm actually going to write that down. Yeah. Yeah, and like some something like Instaboard where the guy paid for, yeah, I'm sure he has a lot of, he might even just like subtly talk about some pain points, like some problems mm-hmm. that he has that, you know, you might not even... I think I, I think I then again another the story about talking to your customers, but I think I told you about Twitch when mm, yeah um, you, told, you told me about that about how their resolution was low. Oh, you remember it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> technically, like like development wise, the Twitch platform well, it was called Justin TV back then. Mm-hmm. It was like video streaming that it was like very technically like great product. Mm-hmm. Um. And like they had chatting, they had, you know, streaming, everything. But then like once they spoke to one of the users, they're like, oh, I just want a higher resolution. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And that wasn't like a, you know, compared to what they were capable of doing, that wasn't a big deal. It's like maybe just pay some more money to like get a higher resolution or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like talking to them, like gives them, a, gives you a lot of ideas about, you know, what they're actually going through. Yeah, definitely. I, yes. And either really... <laughs> I I because I've never really done this, you know, a lot of just trying to be, I'm just calling it cold socializing because I'm not really like, you know, not knowing them, not really like, mm. it's even worse than like going, you know, walking to a person just randomly because they're, or on, on in a party maybe, but this is more like, 
just like gor gorilla. I I'm you know I'm trying to not be like, I guess creepy if I don't want to make it feel like I'm like stalking them. <laughs> But I guess I do know their emails. So I'm like I guess I I should be capable of sending them emails. But yeah, I will. Yes, I I will actually try to send them a personalized email and uh, yeah that. I feel like that takes a lot of. It's really like going into my like going out of my comfort zone. Right. <laughs> the marketing. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely I've trying to I've I've been saying that I I want to do biz dev, but I've never really like actually done the hard work of doing the business development. Like every time I just kind of default back to like writing code and working on some stuff, and then just kind of sitting there not doing any business development. Yeah, but I should actually be sending sending out some emails. This is Yeah, why no, but I that, love our podcast. yeah. This is like this is why like I I love it because we can like you really push me in doing doing things and that that ended up being very good to me. Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say exactly the same thing. Like, I feel like, I feel like we have different brains. Like, we have different strengths. And so, yeah, right. Every time I come on this podcast, for me, when I talk to you, I come away thinking a lot of like new ideas and new. like what I should do in terms of the development, like you were, or I mean, thinking about like state management, you already gave me some good advice there and like backend, like Firestore and then the limitations you'll face. Like this is the kind of area that like I'm still, you know, working on, like working through it. And so like, yeah, I mean, it, it works both ways. Like you give me a lot of, you give me a lot of good, good insight on, on the dev side. And then I just give you, I mean, I, 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 I try not to say business because business is such a broad term. Like I try not to say business stuff Because all of this is basically business stuff, but like, Mm, I I think of it much more simply as as like, just making something and then just selling it to someone. That's mm. actually all it is. So, yeah, I think I think, I think, I think I haven't actually I haven't actually looked at any of your recent updates on Instaboard, but you were saying about the AI stuff. Like that's that's really cool. Like how does, like how does that even work? Like what did you even do? Yeah, I haven't shipped that yet, Oh, but I see, I see, yeah. I haven't shipped that yet, but What's interesting about, you know, the, the you know, for example, meeting, meeting like notes and action items and those like generation stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have to, first of all, listen to the users, what the users are saying, right? I have, I have to actually, first of all, do that. Uh, and I thought that would be very expensive because I, I saw, for example, OpenAI's Whisper API. For that, it's like 35 cents, you know, US, 0.35 US dollar per hour. of of transcription so that's the price for that i thought oh that's pretty expensive and i did some more research and i realized that users browsers actually had abilities to do live transcriptions and it's free and they could do infinite transcriptions and it's like it's it's just free and i realized that wow that's, that's really cool so I, i made a quick like i guess proof of concept of of audio live audio transcription or like dictation or I don't know what's what's really called, Mm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know yeah, what you mean, yeah. just live voice recognition. Um, but that really that works really well, and Flutter has an API for it. It's just, Hmm. it's just that Flutter's API has a bug in the Safari browser, <laughs> and that's been an open issue on GitHub. I've I, I wasted some time on that, but I just ended up just writing some quick JavaScript API and then did a platform bridge, and that that was really quick. And the voice recognition API also works on mobile as well. So that was like a huge, you know, money and time saver for me because that just works out of the box. So yeah, I 
I've we've been oh sorry just a quick note that we've been talking about you know like shrinking the time for the podcast I know like that you know, we're been we've been running we've been talking for a long long time but I also just want to talk about this one thing that I discovered recently yeah it's been out for a long time but I just been using it recently and it's called the Arc browser and oh uh, so, yeah some of you might have heard this from you know here and there. It's been like pretty popular right now. It's like a Mac only browser, and this i the idea of this browser, I'll get into a little bit. It's really cool, but one effect of this browser is that what this browser, what what this browser does is that it puts the the tab bars on the left, and then your entire web page is sort of almost full screen, and this gives mm. more of a a web app feel of the browser or, or of the mm. web. It almost felt like you know like like websites, you know, for example, the Instaboard site are just apps. And mm. that that is actually really cool. So now I, I'm getting the feeling of, you know, they're all, you know, they're all different apps on the web, right? And you have a device like a phone or, you know, a laptop. It almost felt like the iPhone or the, and you know, the phone. Where you had you have different apps on your your home screen and you can open them anytime. That's almost what the Arc browser did to the internet. It kind of made 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 you rethink how you use the internet because the internet is nowadays internet is made full of web web apps and articles. Pretty much that's the the only two categories, and the apps are a core. You know they they are like a core experience to your daily life. For example, YouTube, for example, like Gmail, their Google Calendar, the Google stuff, you know, the the ChatGPT stuff. You have all different apps and you use yeah. all different apps every day. Um, and all that the Arc browser did was that it just sort of made a nice presentation of the apps, got rid of the top bar and put it on the side. And yeah, but, but that made me thinking, you know, that the the web is actually very strong. The web, mm. you know, just the browser, the web is really yeah, good. Yeah. For example, I I didn't even know that there there was a voice recognition of API that just allows your browser to, to recognize your voice in just in real time with like pretty high, I guess, success rate and pretty mm. accurate. So so yeah, that, that kind of got me thinking that, you know, the this entire app thing that you've been making a lot of apps might slowly die out and what end up happening is that you just have a lot of really high performing web apps and really mm. really good web apps which mm. also transitions to another flutter update <laughs> so mm. there have been a recent conference called the wasm io conference and the 2023 wasm wasm web assembly mm-hmm. you know short for web assembly Conference talks about some some of the newest updates to WebAssembly. So a quick, I guess, rundown of WebAssembly is that WebAssembly pretty much allows web applications to 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 run at native speed. So it will run almost as good as just native apps, you know. So previously, WebAssembly could only be compiled to you know WebAssembly is a language that other languages can compile to. So if, for example, if you wrote something in C or Rust. You can compile that to WebAssembly, and for for example, languages like Dart, languages like Go, languages like you know, like Kotlin, 
they cannot be combined. They they could not be compiled to WebAssembly because they are garbage collected. But you know, there have been a new emerging new standard that is probably going to be adopted by the major browsers in the 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 coming maybe one or two years. It's already been adopted、mm. by Chrome, and so the Safari and Firefox teams are working on it. Is that they will allow Web WebAssembly?、Uh, they will allow WebAssembly to have a garbage collection ability. That means languages like Dart can be compiled to WebAssembly, and that that's a big deal because now you can make apps, you know, with Flutter that runs natively in the web. So、mm. that is like I I feel like that is huge. You know, that's that's what Flutter could really you know be like because Flutter's initial promise. Was that you can make beautiful UIs that runs on any screen. Note that、mm. any screen, you know, emphasize on any, and your desktop web is definitely a, a screen, right? So yeah, back then, I guess Flutter wasn't really good at running web apps, but you know, as time now move on, Flutter apps will be able to create really good web apps. So then, I, I that kind of just gave me, I guess the or I, you know the entire thing, including. The Arc browser kind of gave me the feeling that what if you know in the future the the apps will just kind of die out and the browser will be the true only. Yeah.、Platform. Oh, that's really interesting. Wait, like I have a question. Does this、yeah. does this impact the um? Does this improve the loading time for a web app called Flutter? Yeah, about that, I think not. Okay. No, I don't think so because web web assembly binaries are also bigger, but. I think addressing that, I think that would be actually be okay, because what they're what so the the majority of the time that's being taken is downloading that Canvas Kit binary,、uh, and、mm. that is getting smaller, that is shrinking,、okay. and WebAssembly actually compresses better, because one interesting one interesting thing about Web is that people talk about you know making their JavaScript bundle smaller, they're talking about their size, you know their their JavaScript bundle sizes. But what actually, what the amount of data that the user's browser is actually downloading is not the size of that file; it's the compressed size of that file. And modern browsers, they all have you know compression algorithm. They they use Broadly, they use you know Gzip. They will compress them, and the the size will go down. You know, maybe even twenty percent, twenty thirty percent of the original file size. And JavaScript is pretty difficult to compile because there are a lot of just brackets, you know, parentheses, dots, different symbols. However, WebAssembly is a lot easier to compile or to compress. Sorry, because the the actual you know the the variance of the text is is lower and it's just easier to compile and it's more efficient to compile. So the size is probably going to end up being smaller and also. When a browser is loading a huge JavaScript bundle, it actually needs to it needs to interpret that bundle, and that takes actually device computational loading, you know, time. Rather than you know, compares to WebAssembly, there's nothing to really understand about the entire entire binary. The user's browser just needs to you know sort of operate, you know, execute things line by line. So it's a lot lighter, a lot less stress being put on the browser. So, So the、nice. the users will probably see a a way better loading time. In that awesome,、sense. that sounds good. God, you're so you're so smart. <laughs> no, I'm just I, this these all information. I'm I'm just hearing people talk about this and I sort of combine all those just like ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. No, but like you just have that kind of like fundamental understanding of all these different moving parts. But no, that sounds that sounds that sounds really cool. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. I was gonna. I don't wait. I don't know if we. I don't know if you said this, you know, before or after the recording. But you were you're gonna do the sort of pitch competition mm, uh, yeah. for Instaboard. I obviously don't know what the other teams have, but I personally feel like having a product that actually works is so rare that like you should basically win. Like, have you seen those other teams? Like, basically, <laughs> like you have a real product. A lot of people they don't have. I mean, you know, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but like, yeah, I don't know what your your other teams would have, but like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, having a real product that works is yeah. very rare. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's actually true because I I, I actually gonna know my my cohort you know yeah these people and i'm actually the most like instaboard is actually the most normal product across yeah. all these products they're like instaboard is actually the most feasible and the other yeah. ones there, there's some like crazy ones I, I saw or i guess just crazy to me that a mm. uh, college student is doing that there was one product that pretty much what they do is that they get fly larvas and feed them to animals wait what in like insects like fly larva yeah <laughs> larva and feed them to animals it has to wait is it, it... And like animal <laughs> wait, so it... like i guess like alternative animal nutrients i, I don't know like okay like, i was like wow that that's like a college a college student doing this where I, mm. I don't even know if they have like any prototype of that that just sounds bizarre to me compared to like instaboard there's just some code it's just mm. like software that anyone can yeah, write. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, Instaboard is actually the, the most normal product out of everything. Right, right, right. I mean, like, I mean, normal is one way to think about it. I think it's just like the most real product, like the one that someone might actually actually use. Because I, I don't know, like I've, I've been in a lot of those sort of competitions before as well. And like talk is cheap. You know, you'll have like, I'm going to come up with some idea that sounds like it's crazy, it's flashy, but like that execution, I feel like is different. You know, when mm-hmm. you can actually execute on it, like so i mean good luck to that person like feeding the animals like fly lava but i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 all for instable <laughs> like i think it's <laughs> let's go yeah, I, i'm i'm really trying to you know make an impression trying to i guess just be impressive because you know there are a lot of different uh, you know other teams i want to stand out so i think my my game plan is that i want to pitch with instaboard i want to like use the instaboard to present as my power or as my oh. you know, slideshow and I feel like That's... if you know that could be a differentiator, like oh my god, I, I have built in. I kind of realized that I realized that 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 was actually not that hard because I already had you know, you know f- viewport focusing. Like I could just you know focus mm. on the viewport really quickly, like a cool animation. I already have that. Mm. So all I need to do is that I I just need to put stuff on on a board and then have things mm. tra- transition. The main thing is that I have to make sure that I don't mess up. Like the things don't go wrong. Like I have to make sure that. So right, I have to right, have right. you know backup slides and everything. I have to really test yeah, this yeah. and have backups and yeah, but that'll be cool and I'm willing to make more efforts for for that. Yeah, that is that is actually a really good idea. Yeah, like you actually using the product to present your thing. Yeah, that's wow. Good luck. When is the thing? When is the when do you have to do it? When is the pitching? The pitching is actually Thursday. So so day after tomorrow. That's the practice pitch. That's not the real pitch. The real pitch is by the end of the month. So I still got a lot of mm. time. But I, I do mm. want to start, you know, pitching and stuff. Yeah. But yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I just want to say one last thing. So I, I always ramble, but one last no, thing. And then we'll we'll sign off. But because I've been around those P 
pitching competitions a lot and like i watch i used to watch a lot of like shark tank and like mm. stuff like that and i when i was a kid like when i was younger i used to always think about the present i used to think too much about the presentation like the bravado of like the performance of like having a good speech like morning all and then like i'm gonna like dress up like full suit and everything and like but then i slowly started realizing like it's actually better like i think about like someone like elon musk or like mark zuckerberg where like they're not that great at it's not they're not like that great at talking i guess i don't know how to describe it they're not like trying to like it's like the product is just good enough that they don't need to yeah you know you, you, like mark zuckerberg, mark zuckerberg can just rock up in like some sandals and it's like it's it's not about that you know what i mean it's not it's more about what you actually made mm. like the substance and so like yeah with with I, I just wanted to say like that to you where it's like the idea of pitching and like have, making like a presentation you might be like oh like i have to like make it like sound nice i shouldn't stutter or like you know i gotta like prepare like a full-on thing but like just you having the product should give you so much confidence i don't know that's 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 because your product is your is your resume <laughs> basically right like that's, that's the main true, thing yeah. that they're judging you on I remember, um, yeah, Elon, Elon's public speaking skill is definitely questionable. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I still remember the yeah. his, like roaster, the second roaster presentation. He was like, he was just kind of stuttering. But the right. crowds were like super amazed just at the stats mm. he was like posting out on the roaster. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just leave it out there. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we sign off? Yeah, so I guess this week is like the the starting week for of our new podcast format. So starting next week, I think we're gonna just focus on some some of the the things that are the newest for I guess new things for you to know about Flutter, and the the newest we can talk about Waza more in detail about the the last conference and some of the new you know cool things that have been merged into Flutter. Some of the cool things that are coming into the Dart language. It's going to be a lot of cool things like pattern matching, you know, records. Mm. There, there's going to be, I guess, a lot of a lot of new list operations. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff. We'll be yep. talking about that in in a in a shorter podcast format. And I'll put in some more images, some like stuff for reference for, for the vi- video, you know, viewers. But yeah. yeah, no, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, we'll we'll try to make it more of a concise, like maybe like a thirty minute type weekly sh- news show, I guess, for mm-hmm. just to keep people up to date about the new things for Flutter. Yeah, and yeah, so that sounds really good, David. Again, congratulations on your first paying customer. Yeah, just keep it up. Like, so so good to see someone actually using Flutter to make a real product that makes money. Like, that's. I don't know. That's like so big for me. Even if it's not even my product, but like I feel so happy like <laughs> that. It, yes. Because it gives me some validation about the framework. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it gives me like there a, you go. Ah, oh, this framework is actually I can, you know, I have faith in this in this platform. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, yeah. good talking to you David and everyone else. I'll catch you guys in the next week's pod. So, see you guys later. Bye. Peace.